This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Vitaly Pachervsky. He is the CEO and always the co-founder of StackAdapt, a venture-backed advertising technology company that helps brands accelerate customer acquisition. StackAdapt was named top 20 most innovative emerging companies in Canada in 2017 by CIX. StackAdapt was, start, was part of Startup 50 of Canada's top new growth companies in 2017 by Canadian Business. Vitaly, are you ready to take us to the top? Uh, rock and roll. All right. Tell us, uh, tell us about the company. So what's it do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Yeah. So we, we started four years ago. Um, we are operating in advertising technology space. Uh, so what we do is we basically, what, what you said, we help, we work with companies to help them accelerate customer acquisition, uh, be that, um, companies that do most business online or companies that have maybe presence offline and they look to dry, uh, just get exposure to new customers. But at the end of the day, our mission is try to figure out what drives the business fundamentals for, for these companies and try to get more re- revenue in their door. Yep. Now, a lot of ad tech companies, they're playing around with kind of SaaS models versus a percentage of transaction volume model. Which revenue model are you guys focused on? It's percent of transaction. To be honest, um, you're absolutely right. I think every, um, every advertising or media company has tried to figure out SaaS model. It just doesn't work because the nature of advertising businesses is very seasonal. So some, sometimes advertisers just want to spend money in the summer, just sometimes in the winter. So that SaaS model of payment doesn't really work in, in media. Now, what percentage are you guys taking on spend? Ah, it's uh, not public information. But because we, we take a different approach than most companies, uh, we don't just uh, operate as a tool where we um, take fixed margin. Uh, because a lot of the pricing on a platform is based on off of success of the company. So sometimes we'll make more money off of some companies. Sometimes we'll actually lose money. So it's uh, it's more fluid pricing for us. What's it definitely less than? Like, can you give us a high end? It's definitely less than what? Uh, it's definitely less than 50%. <laughs> Five zero? Yeah. Got it. Okay. So every dollar you put through his platform, you won't pay more than 50 cents per dollar. That's on the high end. Oh, that's, uh, that's on a very high end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you can give me a lower high end if you want, but you don't want to be specific, so we'll stick at 50 cents. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's not the answer. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it really varies uh, based on the company, uh, based on, on the type of goals and so forth. How low uh, can it go? Uh, it can go as low as uh, maybe zero or even 5%. So, okay. it, yeah. How, mm-hmm. what's, it, what's a scenario where it would go to zero? Uh, so in case like, for example, where, where the advertise, advertisers look for, um, for really large scale um, and their, their performance goals are very driven by conversions, for example, where 
um, where there's opportunities to actually lose money. Because we, for example, as a company, we always buy media on cost per impression basis, but sometimes we sell it on, on fixed uh, performance-based goals. So in that case, for example, nobody wants to sign up for a certain product or um, if, if they, for example, buy it based off of um, engagement model, if, they, if, the user, um, if the user doesn't buy it and the product is not good, it doesn't resonate with the audience, that's where you can potentially lose money. Now, there's a lot of these kinds of companies, your kind of companies in the space. How are you winning the sales battle? You know, when your salesperson's on the phone trying to get someone away from your competitors, why are you winning? Yeah, so I think what helps us win, first of all, is our focus on native advertising. Um, we were the first company that started uh, scaling that that ecosystem. What year was uh, your so, one for you? When did you launch? Uh, so we started in 2013 and launched in 2014. Um, and so... We are uh, definitely the largest company when it comes to buying native advertising. So that's something that everybody wants to do more of now. How do you know uh, you're so, the largest? Um, well, because we, we simply work with every single partner who does native advertising. Um, we, we work with every exchange uh, that uh, taps into native advertising. Um, so by that definition, we are uh, the largest when it comes so to native. So when you say largest, do you mean you have the most integrations, not you spend the actual most physical dollars? Uh, no, our platform capabilities are are the most powerful in native advertising. I see, and you're and you're you're basing that statement off how you're integrated across everybody, basically. Yeah, exactly. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay, or so just the sheer volume of uh, of inventory that we're plugged into. Okay, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so launched in 2013. Now, do you remember in your first year how much transaction volume you guys processed? Uh, first year we did eighty six thousand. Okay. <laughs> Not bad. You're, it's year one. All right. So 86,000. And then fast forward to last year, 2016. What'd you do then? Uh, we did 8.9 and this year we're planning to do 20. Got it. So 8.9 million last year and you're on track. Or now are you on track this year to do 20? Yeah, probably more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so you've already done like 16 or 17? Um, I think I have the numbers up to September, but yeah, we're definitely on pace to do that. Okay, very cool. So, okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you're making money from taking anywhere as much as 50 cents on the dollar all the way down to five cents on the dollar, sometimes no cents on the dollar, depending on how it works. Um, you know, a lot of people say with pricing, the simpler it is, the better, but it sounds like you have kind of a scale that like changes all the time. How do you get crystal clear with your new customers what they're going to be paying if it's so variable and always shifting? Yeah, so reality is for us, it's all about actual meaningful results for our customers. If we're if our technology performs and is able to drive them results, then that's what we're basing our pricing off of. Um, at the end of the day, um, for example, let's take uh, Google AdWords. Nobody nobody really cares how much Google uh, what what margin or how much money they make out of it because at the end of the day, if if it drives sales then like if if at the end of the day if your customer acquisition cost is lower than your ltv then then you're happy um there's obviously opportunities to maybe bring it lower but it all starts with a benchmark of like what are you willing to pay for every customer and if you're able to hit that number then then the question is how many more customers can you drive that makes good sense now how are you how many companies like would you say maybe in the past 12 months have put at least you know a grand through you how many customers are you working with um we um we work right now uh because of that seasonality um you know some customers come and go uh based on the time of the year but we work with around 400 customers okay and how are you getting those new customers 
Um, about 90% of them are from sales. Uh, so we are ramping up our inbound strategies, uh, but that's something we've grew, uh, grown up uh, on, on inbound. But the challenge was that inbound attracts a lot of different types of customers. And it's, it became very hard to figure out where we should be really doubling down on. So once we understood um, out of this like pie chart of all types of different customers, different sizes, um, different countries that they're from, we understood where is our um, best fit is, and we just started doubling down on. And once we know where we should, where we're getting the most success, then it's becoming evident that sales team is probably the best way to actually reach them or the fastest way to do it. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. What did you spend last month, you guys internally, on paid spend to acquire new customers? Uh, not as much as I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How much was it? Definitely under what? Uh, under 10K. Okay. All just on search. And, and when, you, when you factor in your salespeople and all that, so you get a fully weighted customer acquisition cost, what's it, what's it costing you to acquire a new customer? Um, it's about... Um, Two or three grand. Two or three grand. Okay. And you said you're working with about 400 customers and this year you'll process about 20 million. So you obviously can back into like the average amount of spend one new customer puts through your platform and back into the time it takes them to do that relative to your CAC. What's your guys' payback period typically? Uh, It's it's very short. Um, Like less than three months? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, The probably even within a month. Um, our cha- biggest challenge right now is how do we, how do we close, uh, more deals faster? Um, there's a very strong fit with our customers, but there's a lot of opportunities and we're just, you know, strapped for resources, trying to hire as, as, as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Now this will be your first year, I think, right? So uh, at, at 20 million in volume and the, you know, the minimum you kind of said at, at 5%, will this be your guys's first million dollar gross revenue year? Um, no, we, we've done it. Uh, we've done it before. You have. Okay. Was that, did you pass that between 2015 and 2016? Was that the crossing? Yeah. Okay. Got mm-hmm. it. Interesting. And have you guys bootstrapped this or have you raised capital? Uh, we raised capital. Uh, it was, um, less than 3 million, um, which basically meant that, you know, we have to, we had to always think of business fundamentals, uh, so you raised, raise 3 million to date. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to was be that able a to price... pay our old bills? I know that's a good thing. Was that a priced round or a convertible note? Uh, it was uh, equity round. Mm-hmm. Got it. Interesting. And um, and and how many people are yet today? Uh, we're about sixty. How many of those are focused strictly on sales? Uh, not as many as I want. I think only about. Um, do you include customer success in that? Yeah, yeah, include customer success. Yeah, uh, about twelve. Okay, interesting. Now, what's your what what's your founding team look like? You're one of the founders. Who who else is with you? Yeah, so my co-founder Ildar. Um, so he was my client at, in our uh, previous work, um, and then when we, me and him, left to start uh, Stack Adapt. Well, we we didn't know we didn't have Stack Adapt at that point. We just knew that we wanted to build something. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities in media. Um, and then we brought on our third co-founder Yang, um, who is, uh, who's a CTO. How do you guys have equity conversations? Like did the two of you at the beginning just split it 50, 50, you bring in a third, you give them a minority, you know, 10 ish percent chunk. I mean, to all the other employees, is there an option pool for employees or no? Uh, so when we brought, uh, our third co-founder, we, we, we recognized that the importance of being equal founders. So we just split it three ways. Really? How long, yeah. how, how many years after start did you bring on the third co-founder? Uh, only about three months after. Oh, okay. So it was right there at the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's still, it was still pretty much the beginning. And yes, we do, uh, we do have, uh, employee options pool, uh, as well, which definitely played a larger, uh, role in the beginning in earlier years. Yeah. Now let me ask you a question. Cause you seem like a straight shooter. You just, you just answer the question. Why does a guy like you come on my show and share all these numbers? People go, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Why, why is he sharing all these numbers? But people love, that's why they listen. They come on, they, they learn all this. So that's why they do it. But why do you do it as a CEO? What do you get? Um, well, I actually run my own uh, website where I do chat also chat with other entrepreneurs. Plug it. Uh, What's it called? Uh, vitalipicherski.com. <laughs> you can just go to that or, um, on YouTube, it's reduce startup risks. Uh, so I just also do the exact same thing, a similar, similar thing. Um, we're just focusing on topic of how do I, how do we get companies that maybe have 20, 30, 50 people? How do we get them to like hundred, 200 people? Uh, so like s- scaling up. Yep. Um, so for me, it's really about education. I think, um, there's not a lot of really good content out there. And I think you are doing an amazing job with, uh, with your work. I was fishing for a compliment, by the way. That's why I asked the question. I wanted you to say I'm amazing. I'm the best interview you've ever done. I hit harder than the wall street journal and New York times. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the bottom line is like when I, when I was starting, um, we had no idea what we were doing (laughs) and, uh, and some of this advice that I learned over the last few years, I, I wish I've received it uh, in the beginning. So I'm hoping that some of it will uh, will come up, will be discovered by somebody who's just starting. All right. So see, there you guys have it. You're finishing your workout, or you're or you're cooking right now, or you're about to get to work. Quit asking me why founders come on and spill their hearts to me. You just got it. He told you why. That's why they do it. Education. He's he has a big heart. So all right, Vitaly, let's wrap up here with the famous five, man. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, zero to one. Peter Thiel. Num- Undeniable. Num- yep. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I love Jack Ma. Jack Ma. Yep. Uh, number three, is there a favorite online tool that you have besides your own? Um, I really like, uh, Zapier. Yep. And guys, if you, uh, if you want to learn more from Wait Foster, obviously the founder of Zapier, he was 
six episodes ago. So you can go back and listen to that. A really great company. They just passed $1.2 million. Actually, they're way above uh, $20 million in ARR. He shared amazing numbers he hasn't shared before. So good company there. Number four, uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, seven. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Um, technically single, uh, but I have a girlfriend. Okay. So not married and not married. no kids yet, right? No. All right. And how old are you? I'm 29. All right. Last question, Vitaly. Take us back nine years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, I wish I would have stopped chasing solutions and looked for problems and tried to solve them. So I think entrepreneurs who are early on in their journey, they always think of this business idea. What is that idea that's going to you know, get me um, to, to have a successful startup? But it doesn't work like that. I think um, you have to really focus on problems that people or businesses have and try to solve for them really, really well. And that's a business on your hands. There you guys have it from Vitaly. Founded Stack Adapt back in 2013, where they did about 86 grand in revenue. They passed that beautiful million dollar mark in 2016. They take anywhere between 5% and on the very high end, and it's probably pretty rare, 50% of transactions volume through their platform. That hit 8.9 million in transaction volume in 2016. It'll pass about 20 million here in 2017 with their team. Uh, they're growing quickly again in the ad tech space and really ad tech, marketing tech, ad spend, etc. Uh, they have uh, they've raised three. 3 million bucks and growing quickly. Vitaly, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you very much, Nathan.